We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the BCP podcast. This is James BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. Big hug to all of y'all. Appreciate you being here. The Georgia Rico case against Trump is looking like it's going to go kaputz. It looks like Fannie Willis is about to get the boot. Now I'm going to show you some clips from a little while ago in the Fannie Willis case. Nathan Wade and another attorney that was a friend of Nathan Wade that could testify that the relationship started before he was brought on to the RICO case as a prosecutor. And I don't mean to be overly... Yeah, I I do mean to be overly nitpicky and critical. But these guys as attorneys don't seem very good at their jobs. They don't seem very convincing. They don't really seem like they are highly abled attorneys, at least trial attorneys. You'll see what I mean as we go through this. Let's remind ourselves of why we're here and what this is all about. So we've got here that on Monday, we, as, I, as we reported here, Judge Scott McAfee said that Fannie Willis could be disqualified from the RICO case over her improper relationship with the Trump prosecutor, Nathan Wade. He said, quote, I think it's clear that disqualification can occur if evidence is produced demonstrating an actual conflict of or the appearance of one. Okay, so it's not just was there actually a conflict of interest, but Is there an appearance of a conflict of interest? And we already have evidence that that's the case. The fact that she hired someone that was her lover to be on this case and then paid him more than other people, at least initially. I think we already have the appearance. I think that bar has already been met. The state has admitted a relationship existed. And so what remains to be proven is the existence and extent of any financial benefit. Again, if there was one. And so because I think it's possible the facts alleged by the defendant could result in disqualification, I think an evidentiary hearing must occur to slavish the record 
on those allegations. And that's exactly what we got today. And we got in the hot seat, Nathan Wade himself. Judge McAfee went on to say, I think the issues at point here are whether a relationship exists or whether that relationship was romantic or non-romantic in nature, nature when it formed and whether it continues. And that's only relevant because it's in combination with the question of the existence and extent of any personal benefit conveyed as a result of the relationship, the judge said on Monday. So now let's get into the highlights, lowlights, some interesting things that we got um, from this. This was, uh, as you can see, it was... Uh, aired live. And this is all serving as a backdrop while President Trump is a victim of an onslaught of lawfare for false charges. Let's compare those two in our minds. We're not going to go through it again. We just know it's a two-tiered justice system where Democrats and operatives of the George Soros, Obama, deep state type can get away literally with murder. And uh, yeah, I'm talking about literally with murder. How about uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who killed Ashley Babbitt? Ashley Babbitt's a real person. She's not a CIA plant. She's a real person who actually died. Her mom's out there. Her husband's out there. We got a lot of coverage on this locally in San Diego. I am not of the idea that Ashley Babbitt was a fake person. So we actually have murderers skating and getting away with murder on the deep state side to protect a false narrative. While President Trump is constantly, he's got the Fannie Willis Rico case. He's got the Judge Engerin stupid case. He's got the Judge Chutkin case. He's got the Jack Smith case in front of uh, uh, Judge Cannon. All of them BS cases. So it is nice to watch these people squirm. Fannie Willis Nathan Wade, and that bunch. Let me say this. Let's take the Belize trip, for example, since okay. you started there. That was a birthday gift to me, so I paid nothing for that trip. Zero. Okay. So the, the charges that are on your card, she gave you cash for? She did. Okay. So all of the charges... Excuse me, Your Honor, the witness has finished answering the question. Oh, did you have more? I did. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to get into the, the charges on the, the, the car because so traveling with her um, is is a, is a task. You can probably imagine the attention that that happens. So for safety reasons, um, she would limit her transactions. Um, I mean, imagine trying to walk through an airport or sit at a restaurant or do anything. Um, so th there was no, there's no attempt to con conceal. It's a credit card. Everything is here. So. And, and that's not what I asked. Okay. Um, what I asked was. The genius known as Nathan Wade, this incredible prosecutor, this erudite of the law went on a whole spiel and didn't answer the question. Now, in my non-legal mind, that's not very impressive. But maybe that's just some kind of tactic. Now, what's interesting is he actually has a valid point. If you weren't a prosecutor on the case, let's just say they're just lovers, right? They're, they're lovers. They're committing adultery. Fannie Willis is obviously in the news. She's, oh, she's 
not famous like, you know, people worship her, but she's a known public figure. So everything he's saying is valid that he was doing these things and, you know, maybe he was just trying to keep things private because everywhere she goes, she gets attention and maybe she doesn't want her name and her credit card floating around. Okay, fine. Not a problem as far as what you would do if you were a legitimate couple or even a couple as they were having an affair. The problem is all of this is happening as Nathan Wade is part of the prosecutorial team. There's a conflict of interest there. There is co-mingling of funds. That's what we call it in banking, co-mingling. And that obviously is a conflict of interest. Uh, it's a credit card. Everything is here. So. And, and that's not what I asked. Okay. Um, what I asked was the charges for Belize in March 2023 on that credit card. Those are things you purchased to go with Miss with Miss Willis to Belize. Those are those are things that we booked with my card that yes. she paid. Yes. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it? <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. She reimbursed him in cash for those items. Now, it seems like Mr. Willis either isn't very bright or he really wasn't trying to conceal this. Either way, yeah, he's right. These things are on his credit card statement. These things are in his credit card statement and they have been released. We know what they are and what they represent. So let's go, go through that really quickly. Nathan Wade spent money on Fannie Willis by buying her flowers and paying for hotels, air travel, a cruise, and Ubers. The bank statement provided by Nathan Wade's wife prove that he bought Fannie Willis flights to Miami and San Francisco. You know, they don't want to be in Atlanta where everyone knows that she is going after Trump, even though maybe going to Miami, that is in Florida, but it is pretty touristy, so maybe you can get away with that. San Francisco definitely is a haven to go if you are going after Trump. And it's right there. You can see in his Capital One Sparks business card. We also have... April to May of 2023, we've got Delta Airlines, we've got um, Ubers, Jeep and car rental fees, Norwegian. Ooh, I've never been on Norwegian. I understand that's a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice cruise. I've always done the like blue collar ones. The uh, I think I've been on cruises two or three times. Just a little cheap cruise in Southern California down to like Catalina Island and and Baja. Maybe I maybe I should have uh, maybe I should have become a lawyer and been on uh, over in Atlanta. No, no, Fannie Willis, uh, not my type. I don't like liars and demons. I like saintly, chaste women, like my wife of twenty-seven years, the only person I've ever known in the biblical sense, and I'm the only guy she's ever known in the biblical sense. What a beautiful thing! Don't have to worry about. Having this type of mess now, do we? When we live good, moral, chaste Christian lives. And if we've messed up, well, the beautiful thing about Jesus and about our loving Father is that repentance exists. So there we go. Air travel, flowers for Fannie Willis. 
that sure looks like it meets uh, Judge McAfee's uh, bar of evidence producing and demonstrating an actual conflict or the appearance of one. I think we can say that the bar has been met just with what we saw there, the appearance of one, conflict of interests, paying in cash for reimbursement of favors, trips, and other niceties to Fannie Willis. More flights and Ubers and car rentals. I mean, this stuff is pretty well documented. 3172 on a cruise. Now, this is where things got real interesting because the Georgia bar got involved in this Fannie Willis cover-up. You know, they're looking out for their own. They're not looking out for ethics and for the right thing. They're looking out for their own. Check this out. The Georgia Bar Association is now interfering in the Fannie Willis-Nathan Wade scandal as it advises a witness not to answer questions pertaining to the alleged improper relationship between Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and lead prosecutor Nathan Wade. The advice comes amid an ongoing scandal that threatens to derail a significant election interference case involving President Trump. Fulton County Judge Scott McAfee is set to review evidence this morning regarding accusations that Willis engaged in an improper relationship with Wade, potentially compromising the integrity of the case. Okay, so this is Terrence Bradley, Wade's one-time law partner and former divorce lawyer. He, he was on the witness stand, but he refused for 20 minutes to answer any questions because the Georgia Bar got involved and told him not to refer to what I was told by the bar that rule 1.6 of confidentiality applies and that I would be asking for an immediate review by the Supreme Court. Sure, but applies to what? Any communications is what the person at the bar told us. Any communications? He, like he, a, did, he did not qualify. to Mr. Wade, that's covered. Well, Judge, I, I don't know. Um, he didn't go into those specifics, um, but this is what was told. I was sitting there uh, with my attorneys. So he was sitting there with his attorneys and his attorneys, Terrence Bradley, who was the attorney for Wade, told him not to answer any questions. Now, look, we have a tradition of attorney-client privilege. I'm all for, If we have that, I'm all for that. Fine. Mr. Terrence Bradley is told not to answer the questions. The problem is they were law partners and friends prior to him being his divorce attorney. So Judge McAfee is like, you can't talk about anything because that that attorney-client privilege from layman's understanding is when you have a client-attorney relationship. But anything outside of that it's fair game. But Georgia Barr came in and said, no, 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 nothing. You can't say anything. And I got to admit, Mr. Bradley doesn't seem very convincing as an attorney. Or maybe everyone just plays stupid and they're just actors. I don't know. Or maybe they really are that unimpressive. Okay, so this is not a courtroom drama show. But the reason why I bring this up is because, remember, Biden and the Department of Justice have stripped... President Trump completely of his client attorney privileges. 
Look at all the people that they've been going after and they've stripped that. They've gone after Giuliani. They've gone after Sidney Powell. They've gone after uh, Jenna Ellis. They've gone after everybody that was an attorney for President Trump. Client attorney privilege does not exist if you are President Trump or Republican. But if you're part of the deep state and part of the uh, one of the operatives, whether minor or major, in the bringing down of President Trump and the will of the American people, then all of a sudden we respect that. And the Bar Association will come to your rescue. But if you represent President Trump, not only will they not come to your rescue, they will try to disbar you. What's going on in America is absolutely disgusting. As if our legal thing wasn't already broken and disgusting. This one-sidedness against President Trump and MAGA and America First and our J6 political prisoners is absolutely reprehensible, disgusting, and you want to know who the real deplorables are? It's these people. Okay, things really got uh, juicy. The, the order of the witnesses was, the, the first witness to take the stand was uh, that Terrence uh, Bradley guy who was the former law partner of Nathan Wade. Then Nathan Wade uh, took the stand. The uh, His law partner was the first witness. And then we had someone that blew everything apart. We knew this was going to happen. And this is where things, um, if you're into courtroom dramas and gossip, this is where things start to get really interesting. We know that Wade and Willis said that they didn't start their affair until 2021 after Nathan Wade was appointed as the special prosecutor in the Trump-Georgia election fraud case and that RICO case that she is building. But uh, Robin Yearty, a former friend and employee of Willis, testified that she had no doubt that Willis was in a relationship with Wade starting in 2019, two years before contradicting what Wade and Willis claimed earlier this month. She gave, uh, she was a witness. She did so uh, through Zoom and she went into detail about their romantic relationship years before the Prosecutors Willis and Wade claim. Porter, hear me okay? Uh, Ma'am, let me be very specific. Did you talk with Miss Willis about her romantic relationship with Mr. Wade? Yes. Did Miss Willis tell you on more than one occasion that she was engaged in a romantic relationship with Mr. Wade prior to you leaving the district attorney's office? Did she tell me or did I observe? I'm straight right now with the tell me. Yes. Did she tell you that in the year of 2020? Yes. In the year of 2021? Yes. Are you certain that Ms. Wade told you, I'm sorry, Ms. Willis told you about the romantic relationship with Mr. Wade prior to November 1st of 2021? Yes. Now, did you also have observations of Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis together prior to November 1st of 2021? Yes. And are those observations, were those in a social setting? Yes. And did you observe them do things that are uh, common among people having a romantic relationship? Yes. Such as, can you give us an example? 
hugging, kissing, just all, affection. All of all before November first of twenty twenty one, correct? Yes. That's all I have. Short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, I saw them hugging and kissing. And of course, that was all before November of 2021. The lawyer there, right on point, just trying to make very clear. Because once again, let's go back to what Judge McAfee is saying, or what he said on Monday. He said we need to see if uh, there was one and... How long, I think the issue out here are whether relationship existed, whether that relationship was romantic or non-romantic in nature, when it formed, and whether it continues. And we're seeing here from Miss Yerdy, who was a friend and a co-worker at the time of Fannie Willis, that this was a romantic relationship, that was the nature of it, and it formed before 2021 when they said it did. One thing I, I, I saw several times while watching this was that and I, everyone's having Joe Biden moments. I would too, because Wade and Willis, they would say Mr. Wade, I mean, Willis, Wade, you know, two W names. It wasn't like it was Smith and Johnson. It'd be a little bit easier not to confuse. So I chuckle, I chuckle because look, I am not professionally trained in doing this show. I'm, I'm an economist. I'm a finance guy who freaking loves this country. And I'm tired of seeing what we're seeing. And I flub up and I have gaffes and I mess things up. But these are professional uh, attorneys prosecuting cases all the time in front of judges. And sometimes they're state Supreme Court justices and they're getting their tongue tied. I don't know. It gives me a little comfort. I want to show you a great observation brought by Mike Davis who is the former chief counsel for nominations in the Senate Judiciary uh, Committee. He's a law clerk uh, for Justice Gorsuch. And this is what he, uh, he had to say. Oof, Big Fanny has big problems. So does her boyfriend, Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade. Why is that? Because in the filing it says, while professional associates and friends since 19... 2019, there was no personal relationship between District Attorney Willis and me prior to or any time of my appointment as Special Prosecutor in 2021. That's what he wrote in the filing. In 2022, District Attorney Willis and I developed a personal relationship in addition to our professional association and friendship. And that was a sworn statement from Mr. Wade. Then we have this affidavit. The affidavit also clarifies that although District Attorney Willis and Special Prosecutor Wade have been professional associates and friends since 2019, there was no personal relationship between them in November 2021 at the time of Special Prosecutor Wade's appointment and defendants offer no support for their insistence that the exercise of any prosecutorial discretion, any charging decision or plea recommendation in this case, was impacted by any personal relationship. So for those of you listening to this on the podcast, I'm showing you the actual filing documents that Mike Davis put on Twitter. And then we see that uh, this was respect, this was, res- uh, that last statement was submitted by Fannie Willis and also members of the uh, Anna Green Cross, Nathan Wade, Johnny Floyd, uh, Daisha Young, McDonald Wakeford, John Will Wooten, Grant Rude, Alex Burnick, Adam Nay, and all of these people are the office of the Fulton County District Attorney. So all these other attorneys 
put in uh, under oath that there was no relationship with them until 2021. But obviously we have testimony now that refutes that. And that is why uh, Nathan Wade is in trouble. That's why Fannie Willis uh, is in trouble. And Mike Davis kind of sums it up this way, that this is bigger than just a divorce case. And this is big because Fannie Willis is toast and there goes the RICO case against President Trump, which is great news, and all the other co-defendants. But this is the big conclusion. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and her boyfriend, special prosecutor Nathan Wade, knowingly lied to the Fulton County Superior Court and they allowed eight other Fulton County attorneys to submit their lies to the court. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and the the the, uh, the uh, Chris Carr, the AG, must open a, pr- a criminal uh, probe. This is now criminality. This is now, th- this is lying to the court. Isn't that interesting? Now, the reason why this is beautiful that this is happening is because we are all seeing what we've all known. I'm not saying we're getting our day in court and that this is full justice, but it does feel good. There's a, I've got a warm fuzzy. I got a warm fuzzy. And it's not because I'm drinking anything warm. The warmest thing I've drank today is this Costco Kirkland water. I'm getting a warm fuzzy seeing this fall apart in spectacular public fashion. This is a big deal, folks. This is a big deal. Okay, well, that's not all, folks. That is not all. Things got juicy once Fannie Willis got on the stand. Uh, so, Ms. Cross, I don't know if you want to speak with Ms. Willis now. It's sounding like maybe they're withdrawing the objection to the motion. I believe the motion to... Um... Or, or does Ms. Willis want to take the lead here? I'll draw the motion to quash Ms. Lewis. Based on the order. Okay, so the um, position of the district attorney at this point is that she's no longer uh, contesting the subpoena. Ms. Mershon has called her as the next witness. I would ask, um, I need three documents in front of me, and they're the three filings of Ms. Merchant. Three filings? She's referring to Ashley Merchant, who is the attorney for Mr. Roman, Trump's co-defendant in this. Ashley Merchant, a defense lawyer, is arguing for the prosecutor's disqualification. It's Ms. Merchant who brought the allegations against Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade to light last month and has said the relationship poses a conflict of interests. And that is the one that you're going to see (laughs) her, when I say her, I mean Fannie Willis, get uh, combative with. Ashley Merchant is a lawyer representing Michael Roman, a former campaign official for President Trump and a co-defendant facing criminal charges in the Georgia election interference case. Ms. Merchant, who was recently elected president of the Georgia Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, owns a private practice with her husband. She was previously a public defender in Fulton County for several years. So there may be a little bit of, uh, I don't know, Competition, bad blood maybe, between an honorable attorney like Miss Merchant and a disgusting operative like Fannie Willis. All right, let's cut to the chase, to the juicy part. 
Fannie Willis on the stand, and this happens, which actually led to a recess after this little bit of soap opera drama and fireworks. And where, um, when did he come to, I guess the condo, I'm not sure what you called it, condo apartment, um, would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there? I'm sorry, visit you there. What condo, what apartment, I wanna be clear. So not your house. I know you classified one as house and one as condo, so I'm trying to use those terms. So um, there's been more, that, see what you don't understand is because of this case, I gotta move. And so I, I need to, if you could ask a more precise question, yes, please give me the time period. <laughs> Mr. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear because you've lied in this. This Let me tell you which one you lied in right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth. Judge, and this it, is, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. Ms. Willis, Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Be back in five. Here's a breakdown of this whole back and forth. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis said when she took the stand just after her former lover and Trump Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade's testimony that she had been eager to testify and that she ran over from her office to do so once she heard Wade was finished. I've been in my office pacing, Willis said, before accusing Ashley Merchant, criminal defense attorney for one of Trump's co-defendants, obviously Mike Roman, in the 2020 Georgia election meddling and racketeering case of lying earlier this week when Merchant argued for Willis and Wade to be forced to testify today. You lied on Monday and yet here we are, Willis said to Merchant. How dishonest you were with the court on Monday. I'm actually surprised the hearing continued, but since it did, here I am. So she's she's uh, she's showing a tough face. I think I think one of the possible one of the possible strategies here is they think that they can continue with the rico case and they want to show that they have nothing to hide that they have been totally transparent and therefore because they admit to their subterfuge and their skullduggery and their affair and all of their crimes that we're supposed to just forget all about that and say, well, they were honest on the stand about the relationship. So, yeah, the Trump case should continue forward. And, of course, if they have operatives in place in Georgia to allow them to continue with this case, then that would fit the narrative. That's what I'm thinking they're trying to do here because it would really behoove them to just say nothing. We have Fannie Willis not even, you know, her attorney had filed the motion to quash the subpoena, but she goes, no, no, I'm going to testify. And then she gets combative with Ashley Merchant. Willis, clearly in a combative mood, nevertheless worked in a compliment about her former lover while also giving Merchant a, while, a mild warning saying, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. As for me, I am not. Willis said minutes later that she found it extremely offensive that Merchant implied that Willis slept with Wade at a conference in October 2019 and said that she is a willing witness. I very much want to be here. I am not a hostile witness. Not a hostile witness? I don't know. We're going to see some, uh, some. definitely we're going to see some hostility in these clips I'm going to show you from Fannie Willis. But once again, I think this is part of the narrative. Have a subpoena, have her attorney quash the subpoena, but then she willingly overrides her own attorney and gets on the stand. And when she got on the stand, she definitely was a hostile witness. <clears throat> Mr. Let's go on and have the conversation. I'm just asking you whether or not it was a coincidence. It had absolutely nothing to do with this. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. 
we would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. Oh, so that's her defense. The reason why she gave money back to Mr. Wade is because she's an independent woman. This is where I would cue the music by Destiny's Child. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own condo and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I You get the idea. Independent woman. Can't say that we weren't rocking that song, my wife and I, back in the day. It's a catchy tune. Anyhow, that's what came to my mind. Break it up a little bit. Let's have a little fun. Let's go back to some more highlights slash lowlights when it comes to Fannie Willis. Let's talk about that money and where that money actually came from. Laura Loomer tweeted out this next clip I'm going to play for you. Bombshell admission of campaign finance fraud by Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. But I always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know, all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house and I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I don't go on many dates, but... When you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it didn't come out of the bank? Cash is uh, fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. Laura Loomer makes a good point there in her tweet pointing out that Fannie Willis said, when I took a bunch of money from my first campaign, I kept some of the cash from that. Aren't you supposed to account for every single dollar from your campaign and that it goes to actual campaign stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know, for instance, as a business owner, and quite honestly, I've never had a retail business. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've, ever, I've never had a retail business. I've worked retail, retail banking. That's how I started off in, in a branch. That's called retail banking. When you go into a branch, that's a retail banking location. Obviously, uh, it's front-facing to the general public. But there, it, within practice of a business, you do have petty cash accounts. Are you allowed to just take cash and petty cash from a campaign? I don't know. It seems like that should at least be investigated. 
because, you know, it seems like she's talking about some big amounts here sometimes. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from? I didn't say I couldn't identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me. What you asked me for is when did the money go in there? What I am trying to tell you is, so I got divorced in 2005 from my husband. And, and no, 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 it's important. You said, where did the money come from? And I need to tell you where the money came from. And so for many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or $1,000. At my best days, I've probably had $15,000 in my house at cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid, Mr. Wade, the cash in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. You know which job it came from. Did it come from Fulton County or did it come from a private job? It came from, I don't, I'm not a, what are you talking about? So it, it could have come from, from a, a private job because before I was DA, I was in private practice. So I earned money during that time period that's probably in there. You don't it, know. Now I understand what Fannie Willis is saying. She's saying that she puts money in there all the time. You know, let, let's say you have one of those jars where a swear jar, for instance, you put a quarter in or a dollar every single time someone watches mainstream media or Mitch McConnell or one of the rhinos on television. And then it just comes out and you're like, damn it, I got to put money back in that swear jar. And then you, you say, hey, uh, where did the five dollars that you spent at, uh, you know, getting one fry at McDonald's due to Joe Bidenomics that we're dealing with right now. Where did this $5 come from? You go, well, damn it, I've got a swear jar full of money. Like, I've been putting money there a long time. I don't know what exactly, which $5, uh, which swear word at what time that came from. So a more exact question would have been, how much money did you have in there that came from your campaign? Or whatever specifically they're looking for because it seems like she just admitted to campaign money and uh miss merchant or whoever was the attorney there off camera i think it was uh ashley merchant but it could it, maybe it wasn't what where did the, that's i mean that's what i would have jumped on had i heard that but you know you have your prepared statements and not everyone is fast on their feet i'm not saying that if i were in that situation i would have caught that but I think if someone was talking about how they took money out of their campaign, I think because I'm hypersensitive to election and voter fraud and campaign fraud, I mean, hell, I've lost my career essentially uh, on YouTube and my money because I am going to die on the hill that 2020 was a stolen election. And I'm literally paying the price for that. So I think I would have been hypersensitive to hear her say something about money coming from her campaign. It seems like a lost opportunity to me. Okay, here's a clip put by put up by Marjorie Taylor Greene, who doesn't want to miss any opportunities. And she tweets out, This is exactly why I filed my ethics complaint against Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Fannie Willis admits she has no proof that she reimbursed Nathan Wade for their lavish vacations, but paid rent via an app. She must be criminally investigated. I've only given cash a few times in, in the course of what we're talking about. So you if we would go to dinner, let, let her finish her answers. If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't give him <laughs> cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is twenty five hundred dollars. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between five hundred and a thousand dollars. 
You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. Fannie Willis could have just answered the question, no ma'am, or no. I didn't get, I didn't write him any checks. But everything with her is combative, sassiness, you know, showing uh, conflict. But hey, let's be honest. How many of us have checks? When was the last time many of us actually sat down and wrote a check? I can't tell you the last time I physically wrote a check. You know, you've got apps for that or you can use bill pay and just uh, send them a check via bill pay. I'm just saying. But the sass was unnecessary. Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. All right, let me just show you a few more highlights and lowlights of what took place today, Thursday. Uh, this, again, from Laura Loomer putting this clip up. What I've been doing is I've been watching some of it, going over to the news, like the New York Post, and they've been kind of having like a play-by-play. A, a play. And then... I've been checking with Laura Loomer, who also has some juicy parts, as well as uh, Benny Johnson. You got to love the new Twitter that Elon Musk has put up because you can find what you need fairly quickly. Some stuff is still hidden, don't get me wrong, but it's a hell of a lot better than it used to be. So here's Laura Loomer. Uh, watch Fannie Willis says she doesn't sleep with the Fulton County employees and people who work under her. No pun intended. You take that where you want. Work under her. Look, you, you look. This is, I'm telling you, folks. This is a PG PG thirteen rated show. You uh, you do with that what you will, folks. We have to have a little bit of levity here because this is absolutely insane. This whole thing is insane. Going after President Trump for rightfully and all the other people who are co-defendants with him rightfully questioning a stolen election of 2020. Fannie Willis deserves a lot more than just this grilling and this being put on the stand. She deserves, along with all her other traitorous, treasonous, rat bastard, operative comrades, they deserve the full extent of the law when it comes to their acts of treason. You would, I think that's the statement that I made. So if you want to quote me, quote me accurately. So... It's your position because Mr. Wade was not an employee? Or it's your position he wasn't an employee, correct? Mr. Wade is not an employee, and he will tell you that over and over again. Tell me, Judge. <clears throat> I'm sorry, this statement, just so I make sure I accurately quote you. What you said was, you won't, work, you won't sleep with people who work under you. Do you not consider Mr. Wade working under you? I consider Mr. Wade to be an agent. Agent? Yeah. Right. An appointee is what I really think. Laura Loomer saying very interestingly, when asked if Nathan Wade is not a Fulton County employee, Fannie said he is not an employee. He's an agent. Ooh, an agent. Like a secret agent man who has sex with you on the down low on taxpayer dime? Tell us more, Fannie. It, it just seems like Fannie Willis just can't win this. She can't win this. Not rightfully so, not honestly and ethically. Once again, the whole system's rigged. So even though I'm fairly confident that George is not going to let this stand, that George Scott McAfee is not going to let this stand, you never know the corruption. You never know what, they, what goods they have. I don't know. Maybe Scott McAfee is a child diddler. I don't know. I'm not calling him a pedophile. I'm just saying they put people in positions as judges and other positions in politics, whether elected or not, 
so they can control them. So we can see this whole thing play out and still get some wonky, doesn't make any kind of damn sense ruling at the end of the day. I don't know what's going to happen, but it seems like this whole thing should is falling apart and should be dismissed. And the leftist mainstream media is agreeing with me, but I'll, I'll end this uh, report with that clip. Let's move on uh, to these, uh, this next clip with her pushing back against uh, this entire thing, reminding us, she wants to remind us, that this is all about Trump and his people trying to steal an election. And it's not about her, even though she's obviously a criminal and has lied to the courts. Well, no, no, no. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was, do you have any problem? I object to getting any personal records of mine. We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege. What um, we had offered to put them in camera for the court to review. And I just want to know if she has any That's problem. That's not something you deal with a witness. If you're on the Fannie Willis's team and I'm looking on Twitter and I'm laughing. Some people are actually thinking that this sassiness and this combativeness and this animus and this anger and this attitude coming from Fannie Willis is her winning the day. You know, once again, we are all biased creatures and some people are seeing this and going, man, Fannie Willis is destroying. She's defending herself well. And I've also seen some stuff on Twitter, tons of stuff about Twitter about Fat Fanny, Fatty Willis, or what have you. Let's not delve into that. That's that's just lowbrow. I mean, if you're into that, that's fine. I'm into free speech, but that's not that's not my thing. That's not my thing. Fanny Willis is not my cup of tea because I'm a happily married man. But if I weren't, her looks would have nothing to do with it. Just her demonic aura, her vibrational state of absolute nastiness is repulsive. But I'm old-fashioned and I like myself a good old chaste Christian woman. So if you're into that lowbrow stuff, go on Twitter. There's fun, there's tons of memes, some of them actually quite funny, honestly, about the physical looks of Fannie Willis. But if we do want to go a little lowbrow, I think her intelligence is fair game because you would hope that a DA going after President Trump, being an operative for the deep state to go after President Trump would be someone that I don't necessarily think that you have to have a a super high IQ, but at least would have basic knowledge of places that you've been and what continent they are on especially when those places are in the Americas, in the Caribbean, in this part of the world. Did you and Mr. Wade go to New York? I've gone to New York. Um, I've gone to New York twice um, since I've been district attorney. I'm trying to think if it's two or three times. I went to do a domestic violence thing there for sure. And I was honored and I went to the Apollo there. Those are the only two trips that come to mind. I went. He was not with me. You also said that he was a world traveler and had been on many of the continents. He's been to six. Have you been on any of those continents with him? Um, Besides this one? Uh, where's Belize? What continent is that? I'm not being funny. I don't know. 
Let's say with the exception of Belize with him. I've been to the Bahamas with him. I've been with Aruba with him. Don't embarrass me. I'm not sure what continents those are on. Whatever continents those are, that's where I've been. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I would tell you. But whatever continents those are, that I've been to those locations, sir. But not Australia or any other continents? I don't even want to go to Australia. I do know he took a trip in December to Australia. I have no idea, you know. I don't know anything about that trip. She's not being funny. She was being honest. She doesn't remember. But if she thought about it, she could probably remember where they're at. So these are, I'm pretty well traveled, but actually I've never been to Belize, but that's in Central America. It used to be part of Guatemala. So that means it would be in North America, right? The Bahamas, that's in the Caribbean. That's not in the lower Antilles, right? So that would be also in North America. Aruba. Yeah, that's lower in Chile, so I guess that'd be South America. But she could have just said the American continent or in the Americas. I think people would have accepted that, not necessarily knowing if something is in North America or South America. I think she could have got a pass on that. Anyway, that's trivial. But once again, shows you the intelligence quotient or the... I, I don't know who travels and not know where they're going. That's just me. Maybe she's got a, a lot of lovers and it's been a lot of places and it's not just about Nathan Wade. Look, she was toast. That, that's the bottom line. We've gone long here. I think we've had some fun. But the bottom line is even MSNBC says she's toast and the writing is on the wall. It's, it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. This seems like a clear cut win for President Trump and all the co-defendants. I hope they can sue the asses off these operatives to get their money back for having to pay for the defense. Of course, that's not going to happen. And if it does get thrown out, <laughs> Jenna Ellis, maybe you shouldn't have rolled over on Trump. Maybe you shouldn't have rolled over on America. Once again, I don't know what kind of pressure they put on her, so I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing uh, if I were her. Uh, but uh, if this whole thing goes south, it gets thrown out and this whole thing falls apart, Jenna Ellis, I'm sure, is going to wish that she was stalwart and had held fast. Same thing, perhaps, maybe with Sidney Powell. We shall see. All right, folks, there's stuff I want to report on Trump. We have had a pretty lengthy uh, report on this. I want to get this out in a timely fashion. So either tomorrow or on Saturday, I will have a more expansive report on President Trump and what's going on with him. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless, and please tell a friend about this show. That's our only way we can grow right now. We appreciate it. Big hug to all of you. Thanks for your support. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.